Parents have the most grave obligation to do everything in their power to ensure their children's physical, social, cultural, moral, and religious upbringing. By the time a Catholic enters adulthood, they are more likely today than ever to stop following their Catholic faith. We must work together to turn this around. Do you find it difficult to find time to teach your children the faith? Is it hard to find the right way to teach your children the faith? Are you ready to take more responsibility to help the children you know prepare for eternal life in heaven? You've come to the right place, and I'm here to help. This is All About My Catholic Faith, a podcast series to help you learn your faith and inspire you to better share the faith with those you love. And now, it's time for All About My Catholic Faith. Today is Lesson 7, The Incarnation. Today we are continuing our lessons about the teachings of the Catholic Church. I really hope that you are learning something new or renewing what you already know. Today's lesson is called The Incarnation. Let's think about a few questions while we listen. What did God ask Mary to do? How did God send his message to Mary? What was her answer? Why did God send his son into the world? Why was our Lord born in a stable? The Apostles' Creed that we read in our first lesson starts this way. I believe in God, the Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. Let's get going with some wonderful readings from the Holy Bible, where we will learn more about that first section of the Apostles' Creed. In St. Luke's Gospel, we hear this. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said, and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father. And he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relation with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, also has conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then, The angel departed from her. 
God chose Mary before she was born to be the mother of his son. Just like he always does, he gave Mary a free choice to accept that important duty. She didn't really have a clear idea of all the pain and suffering that her son Jesus or her would experience during life. Mary was a very holy girl and wanted to truly do what God wanted her to do. She loved God very much, so she did not hesitate and told the angel Gabriel, Yes. When she did that, God sent Jesus to her by the power of the Holy Spirit to be born later as the Son of God. Let's read about the birth of Jesus from St. Luke's Gospel. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph too went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have a child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Did you ever wonder why the Son of God, Jesus, was born in a poor and dirty animal stable? Well, it happened that way for a very good reason. It shows us that Jesus, who came into the world to save us from our sins and bring us to heaven, was no better than anyone else. He wanted to show us that he was poor, but would give us more than all the gold in the world could buy. He suffered, just like we do, but sends us pure joy and love. Jesus loves us more than you can imagine in your best dream, and he wants us to be in heaven with him at the end of our life here on earth. It's okay. I'm ready for your questions. Here's a very good question. Did God turn his back on men and women after Adam and Eve committed their sin? Absolutely not. Instead of leaving us, he sent the world a savior so that we could be saved from their original sin and all of our actual sins. Is Jesus really the savior of all men? Absolutely, yes, he is. Jesus suffered and died for every person in the world. Those that lived before Jesus and all of us who have been born after him here on earth. Is Jesus God? The Catholic Church teaches us that Jesus is God made man. Is Jesus more than one person? No, Jesus is only one person. Remember from an earlier lesson that Jesus is the second person of the Blessed Trinity. Remember the Blessed Trinity, our one and only God, is made of three separate persons. The Father is one person, the Son is one person, and the Holy Spirit is one person. So I don't understand what it means when we say that Jesus has two natures. Can you explain? Well, simply put, Jesus does have two natures, the nature of God and the nature of man. A nature is what a person is. So Jesus is God and he is man. That's what we mean when we say that Jesus has two natures. But remember, he's not two different people. He just has two natures. When was Jesus born? Well, that's a good question, and not everyone in the world knows that answer. 
Jesus was born on Christmas Day in Bethlehem about 2,000 years ago. The Blessed Virgin Mary was his mother, and St. Joseph was chosen by God to be the father of Jesus here on earth so that Jesus would be able to have a mom and dad to take care of him. So here's a few more readings from the Bible where we learn more about the Incarnation, which is Jesus being born as a man, but still being God. This reading is from St. Luke's Gospel again. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked upon his handmaid's lowliness. Behold, from now on all ages will call me blessed. The Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age to those who fear him. He has shown might with his arm, dispersed the arrogant of mind and heart. He has thrown down the rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the lowly. The hungry he has filled with good things, the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped Israel, his servant, remembering his mercy, according to his promise to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his descendants forever. This is what we call the Magnificat of Mary, when she was expressing her happiness of becoming the mother of God. Here's more from St. Luke about the first Christmas, the birth of Jesus. Now there were shepherds in that region living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David a Savior has been born for you, who is Messiah and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels went away from them to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go then to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as it has been told to them. And now here's a reading from the Gospel of St. John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. 
He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but by God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, The one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. For his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace, because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son, God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed Him. I know that was a lot, but I hope that you were able to listen and learn. Here are some true and false questions for you. Here's the first one, true or false. There are two persons in Jesus Christ. That's false. There are two natures in Jesus Christ, but only one person. Jesus is only one person. Number two, there is only one nature in Jesus Christ. Nope, there are two natures. Remember, Jesus is both God and man. That's what he is. But who he is is one, Jesus. Number three, God promised a Savior to free men from sin. Yes, he did. God did promise this to us, and he did send Jesus to us to be our Savior. Number four, Jesus is both God and man. That is correct. Jesus has two natures, remember? One being God and one being man. And the last true and false question is that Mary said no to the angel. No, that's not correct. Mary lovingly said yes to the angel Gabriel. So fill in the blanks on these questions. God promised to send into the world a what? That's right, a Savior. Jesus is our Savior. Jesus Christ is both blank and man. Yeah, remember, he has two natures, so Jesus Christ is both God and man. In Christ, there is how many persons? Yes, in Christ, there are, or I should say, there is one person, and that person is Jesus. Jesus Christ has how many natures? That's right. Remember, he has two natures, God and man. And Jesus Christ is the blank of all men. He is the Savior of all men. He is the Savior of you. He is the Savior of me. He saves us all from our sins. You know, I hope that you learned a little bit more about the incarnation, which is, again, that Jesus was God being brought into this world as a man to live among us. Also, we learn that Mary made a very important and glorious decision to say yes to be the mother of God. There are links to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the Holy Bible, and other helpful links on our website, allaboutmycatholicfaith.com. If you are Catholic, I remind you again to make sure you go to Mass this week and every week. If you're not Catholic, I hope you continue to listen to these lessons to keep learning about why we love Jesus 
and his church so much. If you know someone who wants to learn more about the Catholic Church, please tell them about this series. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast or your favorite podcast directory. And if you like this podcast, make sure you leave a rating and review so we can get this message to more people. All About My Catholic Faith is a 2CJs production.